Hey dudes, this is Michael, one of the co-hosts of Two Dudes in the Nest, the show you're about to listen to. If you are a first-time listener and you've picked one of these older episodes to listen to, maybe because it's one of your favorite games on the NES, I don't blame you. However, I just want to warn you that uh, this is, some of these episodes are three, four, maybe five years old. And this is before we got new audio equipment. This is really before we even knew what we were doing. But we... You know, we want to leave them on the feed as long as we can because we want to have plenty of episodes for people to listen to. I just want to give a fair bit of warning before we get started. If you're an older listener and you're going back to listen to an episode again, uh, you may hear something new because right before the episode starts here, we're going to have an advertisement, which is probably not what you heard the first time through. But now we started doing ads in our shows, so we're going to have an ad here. Anyways, I hope you enjoy. And if you do enjoy, please subscribe to the podcast and listen to as many episodes as you can. It always helps us out. And tell a friend, too. That'd be nice. Enjoy the show. What's up, man? Uh, not a whole lot. Just uh, hanging out with my little ninja brothers. <laughs> Your little brothers of ninja. Yeah, that's right. I didn't know. I didn't know Matthew was a ninja. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I also have another brother, who's also a ninja. Yeah. They're my little ninja brothers. Both yeah. named Matthew, yeah. actually. Funny, funny story. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, no, no, no. This is the two dudes in the nest podcast, and we are going to be talking about. The video game Little Ninja Brothers, as selected. Yeah, <laughs> they're just li- they're little itty bitty guys. No, I'm just saying we're going to talk about the game in a little bit. We're going to talk about some stuff. We're yeah. going to talk about the game. We got lots of bit. stuff to talk about tonight. <laughs> some of which is Little Ninja Brothers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Right. This is a Patreon pick from our good friend Doug, or Douglas. He may like to be called Douglas. I think I've seen it as Douglas. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so. We're going to do our best to cover this game. All right. But first, I want to talk about stethoscopes. All right. So we were I talking before the, the show started. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were talking about stethoscope. You think the future of stethoscopes, I can barely say that word. Why do we have to talk about stethoscopes on a show where I have to talk? <laughs> right. No, I'm just saying, so we were talking about ultrasound, and I was saying that the stethoscope... In the future, will go the way of the dodo. It's not going to be as it's it's. Oh, it, why why listen when you can look? Is going to be the the thought of the future. Okay. So why listen so, to the heartbeat when you can look at the heartbeat? Right. Okay. All right. So what I was going to tell you is, my wife watches Dynasty. I don't know if you remember that show. It's the like new one. The, oh no, she watches the old one from like the it's like really? the seventies or the eighties <laughs> or something like that. So she's been yeah. watching the old Dynasty, and this woman mm-hmm. on Dynasty had this stethoscope that I had never seen before. It was basically it went in the ears, just like a you know like a regular stethoscope, but instead of having a little thing that she would put onto their heart, it was this like horn that attached to her head. So whenever she had to listen to the heart, she bent down. Sorry, I <laughs> sorry I went away from the mic, everybody, but she bent down yeah, and yeah, stuck yeah. her stethoscope on the woman's chest with her, so like her head was on her chest. It was the strangest thing I've ever seen. Have you ever seen one of those? I have not. 
Not saying that that's not historically accurate, because it might be, but I've never seen what it is. Yeah, very strange. <laughs> mm-hmm. Kind of blew my you mind know the, for a minute. You know, the, the original EKG, like, you had to, like, stick your foot in a bucket of water <laughs> to uh, get it to work. Really? So, yeah. Oh. It's something, I don't know, something about the electrical current. I don't know. But you got to stick your fit, foot in a cup, you know, like a bucket of water or something. Oh, well, that's pretty wild. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay. Well, all right. Well, that was my story. Yeah. So, we're watching... Uh, together as a couple you know we have to you have to have like one or two shows you watch together that right now is this is us uh just like everybody in america and across the world's watching now. <laughs> yeah. uh mm-hmm. and, and as stated in our uh patreon episode that you can listen to now it's about doki, the episode's technically about doki doki literature club but you can listen and to other us things. also talk about other things and, and in that i mentioned that we're i'm watching this is us and i must say that it is the it is terrible. It's a horrible show, and it makes me cry all the time, and I don't like it. But at the same time, I yeah. also love it because it's really good. It's a great show. <laughs> it's a great show. It's well written, and everybody, you know, I, I think a lot of people are hard on it because it's like, oh, it's so sad. It's a sappy show, and yes, it is a sappy show, but it doesn't take away from the fact that it is extremely well written, and there's so many things that like tie in and how they do things. It's like. This is it's a, it's a well written show. It's not just a you know sappy drama show, um, which so it's post Super Bowl. We had the Super Bowl episode and then the Tuesday episode after the Super no Bowl. No spoilers. And I was like you know because I'm not caught no up. No spoilers. And I'd say a lot no of no spoilers. Time. There's not going to be any spoilers, but I'm just going to say so the Super Bowl is supposed to be like this super sad episode, right? Mm-hmm. And for those of you that are caught up, know why. And I was like, after I watched it, I was like, you know, it was a good episode, but like, I didn't like think it was like anywhere near like the tearjerker that it was going to be. Then the Tuesday episode happened. That's where they hit you. That's where they, to me, that's where they hit you. So that episode was much more sad than the uh, actual Super Bowl episode. Jerks. Okay, well, I got that yeah. to look forward to then. I just finished about episode four or five into season two. I think it's like 15 on so far in okay. season two. So I got so a ways to go. You're not too far away. You're not too far away, though. Okay, well, anyways. All right, we should probably talk about Little Ninja Brothers. You got any history for us? Yeah, I do. So Little Ninja Brothers was part of the Super Chinese uh, series that was brought to us by Culture Brain. Culture Brain was the developer of this game. Uh, they also published this game in the in North America as well as Japan. Now, Culture Brain made a lot of games, but most of them stayed in Japan. As I, as a matter of fact, only six came to uh, the United States, and I'm pretty sure um, all the games except for one. Yeah, that's true. All the games except for one were uh, part of the Super Chinese series. So, you know, in Japan, this game was called Super Chinese 2. But in, in, uh, uh, of course, in uh, North America, it was called Little Ninja Brothers. The original game, or the first game in the series, was Super Hero Super Chinese. uh, 
and Japan, and it was called Kung Fu Heroes. This is the successor to Kung Fu Heroes. It came, it came out five years after Kung Fu Heroes comes out. Nice. Now, other, let me interject here. When I, I found that out about the game, uh, and I was super pumped to play this game because Kung Fu Heroes, which we haven't talked about on the show yet, but Kung Fu Heroes was one of my favorite games growing up as far as like two-player mm-hmm. co-op games. I played it all the time. So it got me super pumped to play this game. Now, I'll save the rest of my comments for when we talk about the game, but there's a little preface for me because I, when I was studying the history in preparation for the show, uh, I found out that they were connected, which it was obvious when I was playing it too, but it just to cement mm-hmm. that fact that uh, they were... What, the history of it actually it's clear that it's uh, you know that's the games so you know, yeah so um but they you know it's it's interesting they waited five years for between the original title and the the second title to come out but uh uh other super chinese three which would come out two years after this this came out in 1989 and came out in 1991 would not be released in north america it's only released for the famicom and uh, the other games that um, um, the uh, company brought over to North America were Ninja Boy for Game Boy, which was also part of the Super Chinese um, Is this a Chinese series. company? It's not, is it? No, it's a Japanese company. They're, okay. they're based out of Tokyo. That's what I thought. Is there some, I mean, are the Japanese allowed to just make a bunch of games about the Chinese? Well, it's interesting, because, so, you know, like, you know, Japan and China have this kind of rival history, I guess you could say, you know, um, some things, you know, they have kind of this ugly history of, of bad wars and some time of enslavement, I think, that there was some going on. I don't know. I don't know the full history. I'm not a, I'm not an Asian history buff, but I know just things between China and J- Japan are like, Rivalous, right? Mm-hmm. They're tense. Would you agree with that? I would say they're a little bit tense. Yeah, they're a little bit tense. And then this Japanese company makes this game here, and they don't refer to China. They refer to it as China Land. But we'll right. get into that in the game. <laughs> so anyway, um, the um, the Game Boy games I thought were a little bit of a tie-in to, to kind of like how Mario did that they called it Ninja Boy and Ninja Boy 2 for the, in, um, in the North American titles. But over in Japan, they called them Super Chinese Land and Super Chinese Land 2. So it wasn't, uh, you know, Mario was like Super Mario Brothers on the Nintendo or the NES, and then on the Game Boy, they were Super Mario Land, right? Right. Just kind of a play on that, I guess. Mm-hmm. Maybe. And they also released Super Ninja Boy for Super NES. And their last game that they actually released, or Culture Brain released for, uh, for the NES, was a game called Flying Warriors. Or no, Flying Dragon. Mm-hmm. And that was for the Nintendo 64. Cool. So anyway, so this game was uh, uh, a mixture of the original Kung Fu Heroes action game and they actually added into the role-playing uh aspect of the game to this game that uh, they would carry over to the rest of the super chinese series um and there was actually a manga 
since we talked about mangas in the last episode. It was the last episode we talked about it, right? Maybe in the Patreon episode, actually. Well, yeah, we've talked about mangas. We have talked about mangas at some point, yes. Right. And that's not a female mango, it's a (laughs) comic book. (laughs) <laughs> how long uh how long did it take you to write that joke for the show yeah you know i got i got a little bit of sleep last night but i was up most of the night um <laughs> and uh, uh it was uh a, a manga adaptation of the game was serialized in early issues of video game magazine game pro so anyway that's about it for the history what have you got for us in the uh, history or the uh, history of yourself finding this game? My my own my own personal history. Well, right. uh, my personal history does not really involve this game. I did not know this game existed for the basically mm-hmm. the entire time I've been playing Nintendo. It's really embarrassing actually because you would think. A guy who used to collect Nintendo games like crazy and loved and was kind of obsessed with the NES. Uh, didn't even know this game existed. But this is not the first time this has happened to us. But until mm-hmm. the show, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I didn't I didn't think anything about this game. I didn't know about it. And especially knowing, mm-hmm. you would think, if I, I'm a big fan of Kung Fu Heroes, right? You'd think I would have looked it up right. at some point or, you know, just not been a complete idiot. But... I was so I did not know about this game. We st- we went to do the show. Uh, Doug recommended it for us, um, and this was the first time I even thought to look it up. So I look it up. I'm like, oh, let's see if I can get it. Let's see if I can buy it. <laughs> no spoilers for the a little bit later in the show, but I could not buy it. Uh, right, it was a little right. bit out of my price range. So I did not buy it. I actually right. just uh, played this one in demo mode. Yeah, yeah. Which it's on the Wii U virtual console, so. Yeah, my Wii U is in the closet collecting dust right now, so. Oh. Ever since oh. I got the Switch, I have not touched the Wii U. Yeah, I get it. But yeah, it, it is on the virtual console for anybody out there that's still got a Wii U and wants to look it up after we talk about it. But, um, so. Anyway. Anyway. I guess we can talk so no about story. the game ring. Yeah, <laughs> so no story. Yeah, no story for me. I don't know how I. Uh, I don't know how I could talk about how I got it. I mean, I could lie as usual, but. <laughs> yeah, well, I thought we had this this plan that you're going to. I know lying. we had a we had a plan for me to start lying about it, but. Uh, <laughs> I guess I just can't do that anymore. Or I guess I can't start yet. I'll get there. Okay, uh, I'll get there. Yeah, okay. All right. All right. All right. So we can talk about this game then. Okay. If we're going to talk about the game, I've got a really good way to talk about the game. Or at least get the conversation flowing. I know what it is. Do you? I do. It's the manual. It's the manual. Yeah. Which, this is a pretty sweet manual. I don't know if you've seen it before. I'll try to show it here. It's, It's extensive. Yeah, it is extensive. Is, is is one word for it. And it's got some it's color, it's got some good drawings in it. Anyways, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Mm-hmm. Alright. I'm gonna start the, the here. cover I really like. Yeah. I mean it's it's like hand drawn and it's in color 
and it's very, you know, it's very well done. It's pretty elaborate, even really. Mm-hmm. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm impressed. Right. All right. Do you want to hear the right. story? Yeah, let's hear the story. Okay. One There's day, some good anger in here too. Yeah. One day, there was an emergency TV broadcast all through Chinaland. I am Blue Boltar. No, I am Blue Boltar, Lord of the Yoma Clan. All of you, look at this. <laughs> what the people saw was that Blue Boltar wound a rope around the Lord of Chinaland, the Emperor of Qing. Woo! Please, someone do something. <laughs> I'm reading this like, like I'm reading this like a third grader. Anyways, ha! Do something. China land is mine now. Anyone who resists us will be terminated. The people of China land have a serious problem. Mm-hmm. 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 They do. Well, that's what it says. Right. Meanwhile, on Mount Epin, Jack and Ryu, or Ryu, or Ru, or however you want to say it. I think it. It's, I'm just going to go with Ryu. Okay, I'm sticking with Ryu, too. I'm just, I mean, we're going to Americanize this. Right. I mean, Jack is his brother, so. Right. I mean, right. That's, that's a, Which is hilarious. Yeah, Jack and anyway. Ryu. Yeah. Enthusiastic Ninja Boys. Enthusiastic, saw, eh? They saw the broadcast, and they took off on their journey to defeat the Yoma clan and bring a peace back to Chinaland. Not just bring peace, bring a peace. <laughs> We're going to bring a piece. A piece of what? Well, it's spelled like peace. Peace sign, you know. Mm-hmm, hippie land mm-hmm, peace. Right. Yeah. Right. But it's a piece. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, they're going to bring it back to Chinaland. They head <laughs> yeah. towards Yokan, capital of Chinaland. What kind of adventures are awaiting for you at Chinaland? I like it. Right. I love this next, the next headline to this next page. Oh, Jack and Ryu's humorous ninja action. <laughs> it's hilarious, apparently. Yeah. Well, this game, let's uh, let's take a brief moment here, and just I'm going to describe the game, but I'm also going to mention that this game does not really take itself very seriously. Uh, it is kind of a comedy game, also in a way. It kind of this mm-hmm. game really, in a lot of ways. I'm not. A, I don't watch Dragon Ball Z or anything like that, but in a mm-hmm. lot of ways, from what people have told me who have watched it and are big fans of it, uh, this game is basically that because it's kind of humorous, but it's actiony, and you're searching mm-hmm. for like seven things to fix the world or you know what i'm saying it's very like dragon ball z like right so you know there's that it is but so the the manual's funny the game the characters in the game a lot of them look really funny but basically what the game is i want to describe what the game is so the game is an rpg it's top down you're going through you level up you go through the game just like you would an rpg you talk to people go into towns buy Items, equip items, you know, all all the RPG things that you could do, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, except when you get into a battle, well, most battles that you get into, 
are, are not like a basic turn turn based RPG. What that what it turns into right. is Kung Fu Heroes, basically. So the game Kung yeah. Fu Heroes, all of a sudden <clears throat> when you get into battles, uh, you have to fight enemies, but you can fight them in like an actiony way. So you got to jump and you got an attack button, which is usually just a punch. But sometimes you get like throwing stars and stuff. So most of the fighting sequences are action. Right. Yeah. And it's funny. You know what it kind of reminded me of when you're like walking through like the overworld stage and you're like going in between towns and stuff and then, and then you run into a uh, a group of bad guys. Mm-hmm. It it kind of reminded me of Jaws. You know how you're like you're just kind of driving your little ship around. It's like you've hit something. Yeah. Like yeah. this game is like that. You're just kind of walking around. It's like, oh, you run into some bad guys. Do you want to fight or? Yeah, whatever. and just like, and actually, yeah. just like Jaws, whenever you do that, it goes to a different scene. You know, like in Jaws, mm-hmm. you have to do right. you turn into the swimmer man or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but this one you turn into it. You go back in. You like zoom in even more. It's like the game kind of is like almost like three levels of zoom. Like. <laughs> There's an overlord, overworld kind of where you're going in between towns, and then there's like you get into the towns, and then you zoom in even more, and you like start fighting the guys. So yeah, I can see that. the the only The other thing is though, there are some battles in the game, and I think it's ma- mainly just boss battles where it does turn into a turn based RPG type yeah. game where you have to pick attack and all this stuff. So that's pretty cool too. So it actually has both styles of RPG, mm-hmm. both an action RPG and a turn-based in the same game. Now, I don't know about you, but the turn-based stuff is where I lost the most. That's where I had the most trouble. Yeah. Because the action-y things you can kind of figure out, you know? Uh, once you uh-huh. figure out how to do the action, the combat, you know, you can get pretty good at it, right? But for some reason, mm-hmm. for me, the turn-based stuff oftentimes I would be it's not I, I feel like I'm pretty good at turn-based RPGs or at least you know for the most part but I felt like the, the deck was stacked against me almost half the time like there was nothing I could do yeah. sometimes yeah and I well you know I'm kind of the opposite is I'm not good at turn-based I don't know if it's just I'm not good into it good at it it's just that it doesn't interest me as much and so it was you know very difficult but I just thought it's because I'm not good at turn-based yeah. type of things. They kind of lose my interest after a while. But I understand. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, anyway. Uh, but let me just say, so the the premise of the game there, that really sh- hit me as like, this is going to be something I want to really enjoy. And I really thought I was going to enjoy it. And I really started playing it. And I don't know if it's, just because it was too deep, it just wasn't. I just wasn't in the right mood for this game. I really don't know what it was, but there was something that just I was just not motivated to play this game, and I can't. I could not figure out why. Because I love Kung Fu Heroes, right? And yeah. maybe it just there wasn't enough of that. Maybe I don't. I don't really know. I, maybe I that, I but also. I would make the argument that this game's an investment. Like, this is one where you've got to sit down and play the game and, like, really kind of get 
spend a lot of time with it, you know? It just seemed like something you can't just sit down and kind of dilly-dally with, you know? You've got to uh, uh, really put in some time to really start to enjoy the game. Um, and I, that was kind of my take on it. Like, there was so much to it at times. Like, I just kind of felt like, eh, there's too much coming at me right now. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think the game also just kind of throws you into it. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it just starts you off. You're in the you're yeah. walking into the ta- you walk into the town, and you just kind of have to figure out what you're doing. It's it's I mean it's an RPG on the NES, and that in and of itself is sometimes a struggle. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. I think anybody, I think everybody can. I don't know if everybody can agree, but I think a lot of people will concur with my statement that NES RPGs had just not really figured it out quite yet. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Um, but I, you're showing, you are you showing, did you do this or is it, you're showing your screen or did I just, did I hit the wrong button? No, I'm, I'm doing this. I'm showing you the screen cause <laughs> I wanted to just bring this up cause this really caught my eye. Like when I first started playing this game and it just cracked me up. I don't know why it cracked me up. The hotel. Ho tail. Yeah. <laughs> it's a ho tail. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why that got me, I, but yeah. I was like, I got to bring this up because it's hilarious. I was Hotel. Thinking, when I saw that too, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, what? And then I was going to bring it up yeah. on the show, but then I was afraid because I was afraid I might slip up and keep, not make it family friendly anymore. But because I, I just had think lot, I had a lot of good jokes. Like, yeah, there, there could be a lot of jokes about this, but. The funny thing about it to me is like you could just stretch out the sign a little bit and put hotel together, but no. <laughs> yeah, it looked like there was room, you know, to put the all, all yeah, in one. Right. Make you can you got two options here. You can make the font a teensy bit smaller, or just widen the sign out. A bridge too far. Yeah, sometimes you know. Hey, I'm not a video game designer, so. It's true. More power to those know. who are. That could have been, that could have just, we cannot do that. The capacity, this game is at capacity. It has this to game be this probably way. is pretty close to at capacity. Because it, it is pretty full. It probably was. Now It's a dense game. It is a dense game. Now, we're talking about how dense this game is, how much of an investment it is, and all this stuff. Um, I cannot imagine, we haven't mentioned this yet, this is a co-op game. You can play this game right. two-player. Jack and Ryu can both be in the game at the same time. Mm-hmm. They can both be playing. I cannot imagine at this age, obviously, there would be no way I would have time to sit with another person <laughs> and play this game to completion. You know what I mean? Hey, you guys are gonna. You guys want to get together this week and uh, play a video game? <laughs> you want to get together and every night this, this week? After work and yeah, by this week I mean this week, <laughs> like yeah. this entire week. Yeah, not like uh, yeah. You guys want to get together one day? Sure, I can do Tuesday or th- no, 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 no. I mean like this entire week. <laughs> we got to get together <laughs> every night. We'll get off work, right. we'll order pizza, we'll just play until about midnight every night, and then Saturday we'll play all day. And then if there's if there's still a game left, maybe we can play some on Sunday. You know, it's a huge investment. 
Right. Now, with that being yeah. said, be if I had insane. this game, if Neighbor Kid and I had this game back in the day, I'm sure we would have just ate it up. We would have loved it. Yeah. I also want to bring up the fact, and this is kind of random in the kind of array of things we're talking about, but the bad guys that you fight in like the Kung Fu Heroes style screen look like Sonic the Hedgehog. Some of them do look a little bit like Sonic the Hedgehog, <laughs> which maybe why well, Douglas, they, maybe why Douglas likes this game. He feels like he's you beat up, up, up Sonic the Hedgehog. Sonic the Hedgehog, yeah. <laughs> which I can't blame him for that. Right, that's a pretty good thing. It's pretty sweet. So, yeah. All right, do you want to go back to the manual? We've kind of oh, got yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, sorry. Let me go back to the manual here. We were talking, what were we talking about? Jack and Ryu's humorous ninja action? Yeah, they're humorous. They're hilarious. Yeah. Okay, right. so your main attack is punch. And they're mm-hmm. telling you that's your main attack. You can power up your punch, make it more powerful. Uh, mm-hmm. You can buy things to make it more powerful. I think you can buy and or yeah. find in the world. Uh, you can also do throwing stars sometimes, which those are cool. Uh, you just... Uh, buy those, find those, whatever. And mm-hmm. you can throw stars at people. That's fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also a then, kick. That you learn how to do. Yes, you have to learn and, how to do and, kick. And that's another whole aspect of this game. There's like a yeah. mini game to learn different we do things. Need to, we do need to like... talk about that. I could. <laughs> that is the one part of the game I could not figure anything out. I could not figure out how to... Yeah. I just jumped over and over again. Was only, how do you walk? Can you walk or run? Bust balloons. Yeah, and I don't think so. And you just try to bust those balloons. And that's about it. Yeah. I, I don't know. It, that was just kind of... But it, it's another part where, okay, this is a two-player game. Um, you could potentially have two people playing this game. And you're kind of like racing because it puts one person on the top and one person on the bottom. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like track and field. Remember the game, like track and field? Or, yeah. Uh, what is it, Summer right. 92 games or something. You know what I'm talking about. The game that right. you just tap the buttons and run across the screen and it puts one person on the top and one person on the bottom. It looks like a race. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, you could do that, but if you don't have two people playing, it's almost really pointless. You know what I mean? Because it's just right. you. And I, I was just playing by myself. And I, was, it, it, I wasn't competing against anybody. All I had to... I can't really lose. All I had to do was just collect some balloons <laughs> and make it to the end. So right. Yeah, I didn't really get the. Yeah, that's just kind of a random throw-in part of the game too. I, I, I guess just to mix really it up. Like that. But I didn't really, yeah. I didn't really enjoy it myself. That part of the game. Yeah, I appreciate the effort, but for me, it was a little bit strange. Yeah, it was just not to mention the fact that I couldn't figure, figure out what I was doing, which never right. helps for me. If I can't figure out what I'm doing, it's always frustrating. Right. Yeah. But anyway, so. Yeah, okay. So there are also swords and shields in this game that you can buy and equip. Wait. You know, yeah, and there's also, you can fight with invincible balls. Do you notice this little gem? I see that. (laughs) Fight with invincible balls. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You have to collect the M marks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then you get I like the uh, balls. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, you know. 
Invincible balls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a good joke. For I don't. I was trying to think of a good yeah. joke, good clean joke for it's that. It's a joke I, in and of itself. Yeah. I mean, they know invincible balls. Right. When I first read, it, I thought it was invisible balls. Yeah. Well, and that's you know that's kind of when, you know, if it's really cold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah go ahead all right that's all i got <laughs> that's the only yeah. joke i got well uh, your joke was better than mine <laughs> all right so another aspect is the dragon kick in which you buy from kmart no no you have to get the k-marks <laughs> right you have to get right. k-marks right which is what most people in this area would call kmart anyway <laughs> If it still existed. Right. Which it most certainly That's what does they not. Around here. Right. I feel like I feel like Sweetwater had like the last one ever. Like in the country. May have. Because it, 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 it only closed like time. a year ago. <laughs> huh? Yeah. It was I said it was it was there for a long time. What is there now? Right. A rural king? Whatever that is. I never heard of it. I don't know. Yeah. So. Hey, I'll I think it's what. like a tractor supply kind of a place. Oh, I see. Oh, wait, I know what that is. Yeah, somebody at work was telling me about that, actually. This is really neat. Yeah. It's, you can kind of buy just about anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, I got a tangent real quick because I was thinking about this because okay. we were talking about Kmart uh, and, you know, it went downhill and then closed and everything. So I went to Ohio on a business trip. Mm-hmm. One, mm-hmm. one day trip. It was terrible because it was like a, basically a five hour drive to, and then five hour drive back from, and it was all through right. Kentucky, which if you live in Kentucky out there in the internet world, listen to this podcast. I'm sorry. But that is one of the most boring States to drive through. It's a rough drive. Uh, but anyways, that's all beside the point. What I was getting at is, uh, I stopped at steak and shake on my way back home. And I was super pumped because it's been a long time since I had Steak and Shake. Mm-hmm. And I love some me some Steak and Shake. A nice steak burger and a milkshake. Oh, man. It's great. Nothing better, right? Okay, so the worst thing in the world, though, is dreaming about the Steak and Shake. Remembering how delicious it was last time you had it. And then getting mm-hmm. a terrible Steak and Shake. Oh. Like a watery milkshake and a... Just a burger that was nasty. The, the, the burger was fine, but like the toast was stale. Yeah. <sighs> it was just, it was the worst. I was, I've eaten a lot of steak and shakes over the past few months. This traveling, for some reason, I always just kind of get magnet. The, there's like a magnet that draws me to steak and shakes. So, yeah. I have eaten at, at, at a few. Well, here's why I think it's good because you can, you can eat it. While driving, right? Mm-hmm. So, you, so you can eat the burger while you drive, and then you have a milkshake to travel with you for like another 20, 25 minutes on your drive, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what's mm-hmm. that's what's so great about steak and shake on the road, but it only works yeah. if it's a good steak and shake. Which I don't know if it was the steak and shake itself or it's just steak and shake in general. I'm assuming it was just that one I went to. I think it's just the one because the, the the few times I've been here recently, it's been delicious. Okay, so again, so, all our friends out there in Kentucky, sorry, but you need to get your steak and shakes in order. 
Kentucky's one of those weird states. Is like you, you just got like two cities, it seems like, and that's about it. Like everything else is just very rural and nothing, nothing, nothing. Which I'm sure people say that about Tennessee too, though. Yeah, well, Tennessee is that way. We're, <laughs> we're actually a lot like Kentucky, I guess, because yeah, I guess we're, we're long. We're long, and we only have a few cities. To yeah, split it up. Right. Like we've got what like, Knoxville, Nashville, Memphis, and Chattanooga, and that's mm-hmm. it. There's, yeah. there's so there's four in the state, and you could almost mm-hmm. put Knoxville and Chattanooga together because they're like an hour and a half apart. Yeah. Right. So really, you've only got three, and nobody goes to Memphis because it's too far away. Right. So you got Nashville, Knoxville, basically. Yeah, and then you got. Well, in Kentucky, you got Lexington and Louisville, and they're only like an hour and a half apart from each other. So, so I'd say that's one. Yeah, and then you got like I think Bowling Green's kind of a bigger no, city. I've never been there. No, we're not going to count Bowling Green. You don't like Bowling Green? I don't know. I don't know. I've never been there. Never had a reason to. You just don't want to count it. Yeah. Well, if it's a place that I don't have a reason to go to, then doesn't count for me. <laughs> Didn't you go to Lexington to judge horses or something one time? Uh, Where was that? You went somewhere to judge horses. I went somewhere horses, to judge horses, yeah. I think it was just yeah. Murfreesboro, actually. I think it was uh, Tennessee. Okay. Yeah, just, yeah. If we haven't ever revealed that on the show, I was a horse judge at one point in time. And I was a dairy cow judge. And Justin was a dairy cow judge. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to, to Podunk, Tennessee. Right. So, home, with the, home with the two uh, farm animal judges and the two dudes in this podcast. It's, uh, yeah, it was kind of like, uh, it was almost on a whim too. Like the horse judging and the cow and I, my dairy cow judging it was just like, yeah, you know, why not? I'll do the dairy cow judging. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And... So I'm thinking of all the things, all these things are coming back to me. Things that you and I did on a whim. Okay. <laughs> in, in high school, mainly because of, uh, what is it? Not FFA, not FFA. What yeah. That's it what it's called. FFA. Oh, FFA. Okay. Yeah. So, on a whim, I was a horse judge. You mm-hmm. were a dairy cow judge. We got pesticide certified. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. There's a lot of oh, really man. strange things. Cow patty bingo. Oh, cow patty bingo. Forgot about that. I got a jacket because of that. Oh, yeah. Because you raised enough money to get a jacket. Mm-hmm. You got the I purple do. jacket. I do. I don't know where it is. I think it's at my dad's. Uh, it like doesn't it would, wouldn't fit me at all now, but it would go really nice with that Steve Harrelson shirt. <laughs> yeah, <it would>. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, what's funny uh, is here I come to go dairy cow judging, and I, I I'm no expert on dairy cows, <laughs> and not only do you have you have like a limited amount of time, and, I, and I'm sure horse judging was similar because uh, I think you told me about it, but it's like. You had to look at the cow's udders, <laughs> and then um, we well, focused on the udders. You had to look at the whole cow, but the, the udders was it was the big part. And uh, then you had to like look at four cows, and then you had to stand in front of a judge with your hands behind your back so you can't see any notes and rank them and tell them why you think this this cow was better than this cow and you had to look and I had the word the use the word teat way too many times. <laughs> <laughs> I used up my lifetime quota of teat <laughs> in that setting. <laughs> nice. 
See, I uh, the so, horse judging is pretty similar. Um, we didn't actually get to walk around and get close to the horses, though. I guess because they're afraid mm-hmm. horses are too too wild for people. So we just <laughs> sat in the bleachers and watched these horses like trot by. They did like two or three laps. There's about four horses, yeah. same same as you. And mm-hmm. uh, so before we were supposed to learn these things about horses that you're supposed to look out for, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, right. so I. I definitely did not, but I did learn one thing <laughs> that I could that I could use for the judges because I did I had to do the same thing. I had to go in front of these judges, talk about these horses. By the way, side note: I hate horses. <laughs> I don't even like horses. Never owned a horse in your life. I've never owned a horse. I've rode a horse maybe twice, and one of those two times I got bucked off. I've also been bit by a horse like three times, so they don't like me either. <laughs> Right. <laughs> anyway, they've so, judged you poorly. <laughs> trust me, I've been judged by horses. So this was that was the whole reason I signed up to be a horse judge. I want to judge them back. Yeah. <laughs> right. Anyways, yeah. So I had to do all that uh, same stuff too, and I'm pretty sure I used the word withers, just like you used tea. Yours was more fun <laughs> than mine because I got to mine was just withers. I had to talk about withers over and over again. Right. Which right, I still know right. what withers are, so I learned something. I still know, kind of like you know. What to look for in teats. You know what a teat is, yeah. You got to look for how they're pointing, and you you want them pointing out and not in, but not pointing out too much. Um, And, of course, you look for, make sure they're not dried and cracked. Did you have to touch them and stuff? No, it was, you couldn't get close enough to touch the cows. Like, you had to be like, there was like a, there was even like a limit of like how close you could get. And it was like, you know, 15 feet or something. I see. So, yeah. Long story short, uh, I lost the horse judging competition. (laughs) Yeah. I don't even think they told us where I ranked. (laughs) They're just like... (laughs) Um, You're like, uh, where where was it that I ranked, guys? Was I, you know, was I in like top 10 or... And the judges are like, what's your name? Just, did you, did you participate? (laughs) We didn't even mark you. (laughs) <laughs> we didn't even well, I don't even think we wrote your name down <laughs> yeah. oh man anyways how about some uh, little ninja brothers alright so we were talking uh, before we got off on a major tangent there we were talking about the mm-hmm. training mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay so um, let's talk about let's talk about another thing about this game the password there is a password system which there is a password system. Is helpful so that you don't have to leave the game on, but I would have really, really liked a save feature. Which bonus demo mode has a automatically has a save feature, quote unquote, right? Right. Which I definitely used, but the game as is has really long passwords, like you would expect a game like this to have, but no like battery backup long. save. Oh yeah, they're, right. They're really well. It has a, it has a ton of data it has to save about your characters. Right. So yeah, the passwords are really long. There, are, I'm trying to think of what other games there are that are like this. I can't think of one off the top of my head, but there have like a, I mean, they're on the level of like River City Ransom. They're long. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that would have been a pain to kind of keep up with these passwords. So I'm gonna look up a password here just to give you. I don't remember how many characters they are, but I'm gonna. Oh, they're at least like 15 or 20 characters long. Yeah. 
What is nice, though, okay, so the pa- there's a password system, right? Well, when playing a two-player game, you may be concerned. Okay, can I switch back and forth between one player, two player? How does that work with the leveling up of the character and stuff? Well, the way the game works is they're brothers, so they level up together. They're always the same. Uh, right. When you start, when you enter the password, it's just one password works for both. So, like, even if, say, I think the first player is Jack. So, if your first player is Jack, then the second player is Ryu. So, let's say you play halfway through the game as Jack, and then your buddy comes over and you want to play two player. Um, I think, I'm pretty sure, don't, if somebody tries this and gets mad at me, I'm sorry, but I'm almost 100% positive that you can start playing two player bring Ryu in as two-player, enter the password that you had for Jack, and start where you were as Jack as, and start playing two-player. Which yeah. is super nice if you're wanting to play two-player and don't want to play through the entire game two-player. As right. we mentioned earlier, that would be a nightmare at this age, but maybe not so. As Sound, sounds like it should make sense. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure that's the way it works. I was trying to find if it said so in the manual here. Since I didn't actually get to play two-player, I don't know for sure, but I'm pretty sure that's the way it works. Um, Right. So I'm thinking here, and I know we've got, there's at least one listener out there, uh, one dude, in fact, who has been on the show. And one of the sole purposes of him collecting and playing these old games is to collect and play them with his kid. So, I'm thinking of you, dude Drew Backo. Uh, so, this might be the kind of game that you could play with your kid, you know what I mean? I don't know. I don't you know what I mean? Kid. I don't have a kid. Do I say you know what I mean too much? <laughs> no. You know what I mean. You just said it once, but I like the way you said it. Okay, thanks. I always worry that I have like a catchphrase or something and if somebody's going to notice it, you know what I mean? <laughs> I just yeah, did it again. Right. Accident, it. Accident, accidental catchphrase. Yeah, I guess that's what it is. You know what I mean? Right. That was I mean? already somebody else's catchphrase, though. Know what I mean, man? Who was that? Know what oh, I mean? it's Ernest. Know what, it? know what I mean, Vern? Oh, yeah. Ernest, <laughs> Ernest P. P. World. World. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Right. Okay. Jim Varney, man, Jim Varney. You know Jim Varney hated that character. <laughs> that was what else did he do? Well, he was apparently he was like a Shakespearean actor. Oh, really? And like he like really took acting seriously, but he got cast in these earnest roles, and so that's all anybody ever recognized him as was like this dumb hick, and he hated it. <laughs> wow, that would be. He was apparently like a like a pretty smart guy, and like. You know, but anyway, yeah. Yeah. And he died really young, too, because he smoked. Oh, really? Smoking killed mm-hmm. you? Eh, hard to believe, but yeah. Some people, I guess, some people. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, yeah. so I anyway. want to talk about a couple more things I really liked about this game. I really liked the character designs, um, like the bad guys and the main characters and... Pretty much, I like the townspeople, the mentor guy. I liked them all. I thought it was really cool the way they had like the little pictures on there when you talk to them. They were like hand drawn mm-hmm. pictures. Um, they made faces sometimes. I thought I, the the characterization in this game was really was really cool. Yeah, they're really they're they're all right. I guess 
the graphics overall, I wasn't going to give that great of a a review for. I didn't really care for them that much, but I guess you're right. Yeah, they they do like there is some things about it that are pretty good. Yeah, I was not gonna. I'm not gonna say that the graphics overall are great. I think they're serviceable. I think they're pretty good, but I do really like the characters. I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah, I got to give them credit for the characters. Um, yeah, I agree. Cool. Glad you agree. Um, the story, from what I experienced, is pretty good. I didn't play this. I didn't beat this, unfortunately. I didn't have time. But I did play for a while. And uh, the story is pretty much, I would say that it's kind of mediocre. But that's for me. I think it's got a decent enough story to where in the there's a little bit of comedic value in some of the conversations and the faces that the characters make and stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's not bad by any means, but it just did not grab me. You know what I mean? Right. That, so. Which, if you want to talk, going back to the manual, speaking of grab you, okay. if, you want to, if you want to talk to somebody, when you talk to people in the town, cling to the person you wish to talk to. <laughs> I like that. That's how I. That's how I'd find people I want to talk to. Yeah, you just cling grab to them. them. Just grab them. Just hold on. They <laughs> might get. Out, they might get away. Right. <laughs> so, anyway. Yeah. What about the uh, What about the music? It was okay. Again, there was nothing that really stood out about it. Um, which I guess I think would be the my review for the graphics as well. It's just, I don't know. I just Nothing I did not was... I did not like the music myself. Yeah, and it it's may not... just maybe it's just the it's not that it was bad and it fit the game. It's just I don't know. It's kind of got the. Uh, I to, found it here nor there. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out how to say this without sounding offensive. Maybe I should just not say it. But I didn't like the music all that much. I think it was <laughs> I think it was okay. I think it was pretty good for what it was, but it just did not did not sit with me. I'm trying to think of how that could be offensive. I don't know. I just don't know. I'm just afraid to say it. I'm always afraid to say anything anymore. Right. Got to be careful. That so Twitter will get you. I know. I'll get retweeted. And I right. didn't even type anything. <laughs> Anyways. All right. All right. Let me close the manual so I can get back to our main... Uh, main outline here the manual i would i would say that it's probably better than your average manual and people people should go check it out because it's pretty good all right Right. uh let's see i guess we could probably just go ahead and um see what we think about whether or not it's worth it i know there's more to say about this game and i feel like we're leaving a lot out but I would just there's say, a lot to this game. Yeah, there's a lot to yeah. it. Um, so it'd be kind of hard to to cover just about everything, you know, to cover in this game. Yeah. So, um, I we'll do go see, to our is it worth it? We can go to the is it worth it? I will say though, regardless of whether it's worth it, I think it's definitely worth a sh- giving it a shot in demo mode. I think this is a mm-hmm. 
like I said, I didn't even know this this game existed. I don't know if you did. I think this is definitely an underappreciated game because I don't ever hear anybody talking about this game. Um, we'll talk about whether or not right. it's worth the price that it's going for, but it's definitely, I think it's underrated because I don't ever hear anybody talk about it and or saying glowing things about it or anything. Uh, I think it's a, also, I think it's just kind of unknown. It's kind of an unknown, decent NES game out there. Right. All right. So I how agree. much does it go for? So about the cheapest you're going to find this game used is 50 bucks. Yeah. That's the cheapest. So. So this is where the, the hurt comes in. I don't think this game is worth $50 to go buy. It's, it's worth $50 as far as how much gameplay it has. It's worth a full price game because it's got a lot to it, but uh, it's kind of like Not a mishmash of things that are none of them are perfectly pulled off. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, I I, I would never. I mean, if I had a lot of money and I was going to complete my collection, I guess I would have, I would pay for it. But just for its sheer gameplay, I'm not. I'm not paying fifty dollars for it. I'll pay five dollars on the virtual console for it. Yeah, it's definitely worth. It's worth that. It's worth the five to ten virtual console dollars. I guess it's five dollars, right? Right. So it's definitely worth that, but not the not fifty bucks. Yeah. So I would say, uh, like we said, definitely not worth the fifty, but. Definitely. I guess worth. it's a limited release. Maybe just didn't have it many release. Well, it was a late release. It was came out in the nineties, right? Or ninety? Uh-huh. Came out in ninety. Right. So it was kind of a late release. Probably didn't have a lot of copies of it. So there's just probably not very many of them out there. That's probably why it's worth as much as it is. And it's also a pretty good game. That's another thing. You know, even when there's a few copies, mm-hmm. and it's a really crappy game, then not a lot of people. I mean, it's still pricey normally, but it's not that pricey. Right. Well, right. I take that back. I guess Swamp Thing, which is one of the worst games on the NES, is, is really <laughs> pricey. So I guess I can't say much. But I'm just saying it, it helps when the game's pretty good, too, because people want it, right. you know? Right, right. But, yeah, right. so I, I, I would say this is definitely – everybody needs to give this game a shot and try to play it. But as far as paying $50 to play it, I would – I don't think I would recommend that unless you're just trying to fill out a collection. Yeah. Demo it or virtual console it. Yep, definitely. All right. Retrofitted trophies. All right. I got a couple. I've got a couple as well. You want to go first? Sure. I'm going music themed. Oh, okay. Tonight. All right. Just two. And uh, my first one is I'm Boo, I'm a D, I'm a Da. I'm a, I'm a, and I don't know the words of the song, but you know the song I'm talking about. I don't think about. there are words, although here's what I've always liked to say, and I've, I used to think it's what they said. I thought they said, I'm blue. If I were green, I would die. If I were green, <laughs> I would die. If I were green. But that's not what they say. I think they just say mumbly, mumbo jumbo. Right. But I and like that is beat the game. Yeah. When I, when I sing along, I always say, if I were green, I would die. Right, right. <laughs> So beating the uh, game is I'm blue da ba dee da ba da. Yeah, because the bad guy's blue blue bolster. Okay. Yeah. All right. 
Anyway. Okay. I've got one. Uh, it's called Ludacris Would Be Impressed, and that is Spend a Night in the Hotel. There you go. I like it. Spend a night in the hotel. The hotel. Uh, my other one is 99 Red Balloons. <laughs> uh, and that like is that bust all the balloons in the uh, uh, little bonus stage or where you learn to use the kick and stuff. Okay. Now let me just say that uh, before I give you my last one, because I only had two. Did you just have two? Yeah. Or did you get another one? Oh, you got okay. So I wanted to go. I tried really hard to go with a three ninjas theme for my retro figure trophies. Mm-hmm. So I looked up movie quotes for the three ninjas. You know what movie I'm talking about, right? Oh yeah. Okay. I right, just make sure. And let me just tell you that the quotes from that movie are so stupid and not funny <laughs> at all. That they would have been the worst. They would have been worse than the trophies I came up with, which are not very yeah. good either. But if I would have forced three ninjas quotes into my retrofitted trophies, it would have just been a disaster. Right. So Tum Tum would not be impressed. Have you have you oh, watched that movie since you were a kid? No, it's it's on Hulu, and Is I almost really? played it today because you know it's been it's been a rainy day and. We've just been kind of hanging out, and I was going to introduce my daughters to it, but I didn't. And you'd saying that the uh, that the, all the quotes from that movie were really bad kind of makes me glad I didn't play it. Yeah, it's probably for the best. <laughs> just let that be a happy memory. For think about think about and not. Yeah, don't introduce your daughters to it because here's what's going to happen. Here's what I think would happen if you introduced your daughters to mm-hmm. it. They would like it, and then they would quote it, and you'd have to hear the stupid quotes from that movie <laughs> all the time. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I had some somebody on my Facebook, uh, one of my Facebook friends actually had like shared this like collection of '90s teen heartthrob pictures, <laughs> and I was like going through them today awkwardly. And it was like Jonathan Taylor Thomas and Ryder Strong and a bunch of like other guys from those, like that group like posing. It was hilarious to like to look at that. But anyway, I digress. Okay. Well, can't beat any JTT, man. No, I mean if JTT was in this game, uh, then I would totally pay the fifty dollars for it. Sure. Definitely, sure. sure. Maybe, maybe a little Mark Paul Glossier, Glossier, Glossier. How is do it, you, you ever say? I think it's Gosling. Is it Gosling? No, that's Ryan. Gosler. It's Gosler. 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 Yeah. It's Gosler. Okay. All right. All right. Now that we said that, all right. I just realized my next trophy, uh, is it has something that we forgot to talk about this in the game. So it's a good. The trophies are good for helping us remember things about the game. But my next trophy is Tony Hawk would be impressed. And that is use the skateboard to escape from battle. So you can get a skateboard in the game. I don't know if you did this, Justin. You may not have because you don't really, it's not really something you would necessarily think of doing. But you, when you, if you buy the skateboard, you can escape from mm-hmm. battle and then you ride a skateboard in like a little side scrolly thing. 
That's pretty sweet. Yeah, so it is pretty sweet. So if you escape from battle using the skateboard, I had Tony Hawk would be impressed. You been watching any of the uh, Winter Olympics? Mm, yeah, I fell asleep to some ice skating last night. I watched uh, some kind of snowboarding, like downhill thing, which was pretty cool because like the youngest gold medalist ever or something, like a 17-year-old mm-hmm. won. Uh, some weird things. Inspired by the sight of children <laughs> eating snow, a Romanian scientist studied the safety Alexa, of the practice. Alexa, stop. <laughs> what? How did that happen? <laughs> I don't know. She, she just started, started talking. She's talking about Romanians eating snow? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that was. I don't even know what she was talking about. This She's is like people you, do some strange things. This like, is why you should not have an Alexa. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So anyway, yeah, okay. I don't even know what I was talking about. <laughs> well, you were talking about the youngest snowboarder and watching. Oh yes, his, his name's Red, and they were talking about how like you got. His name, his first name is Red, and I don't know what his last name is. And then you got Sean White. Mm-hmm. We need, we need some blue guy, right? Red versus blue. Red, white, and blue. Oh, all oh, the names. I was just thinking of the red-headed Sean White, you know, because he's, he's got red hair. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we do need a no, blue guy. Red. red, white, and blue. Yeah. And uh, I ruined yeah. that. Sorry. No, you're fine. Red versus blue. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Hey, uh, so to bring us back, uh, I got a quick question. Before we Mm -hmm. go into the uh, game rating, um, would you like to know what uh, Nick Stevens thought about this game? No. Moving on. Moving on. No, okay, go ahead. Go ahead. (laughs) All right. Go ahead. Let's see what Nick Stevens thought about. I may screw this up. Let's see what Nick Stevens thought about this game. Hold on, I gotta make sure. Right so, nope, that was wrong. Was that? Oh. Uh, hold on, let's see. Played the wrong voicemail. Yeah, I played the wrong voicemail. That was somebody else. Let's see. Well, you go ahead and uh, chat me up. Tell me something. Let me see if I can find the right voicemail. Because Nick called in and he he wanted to tell us how he felt about this game. Okay. And right. uh, I just got to make sure I got the right voicemail here. All right. So I don't know. I'm sure a lot of our listeners watched the Falcon Heavy launch by SpaceX the other day. That was pretty sweet. Oh, yeah. They, they, did they t- not put a Tesla into space? Is that what they did? Yep. Tesla's Tesla's floating around in space Yeah. with a mannequin in it. Well, here's yeah. my thought. Uh, why is Elon, like, littering so much? <laughs> so apparently when rockets like when they test rockets like this and they have to like deliver a payload which you know would be a, like in the future it'd be like a satellite or or something to put up in space right yeah or people for example but you know nobody's gonna like put their millions of dollars worth of satellite or people or whatever in a rocket that they don't know is ever it's never been launched. They can't prove that it worked, right? Mm-hmm. So basically, the company has to do a test launch to prove that they can that this is possible. And so, in the previous like NASA and stuff, when they do like one of these test launches, they had they put like a big box of metal or a big concrete block or something in it to like simulate a payload. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To deliver. 
And instead of doing that, they're like, well, I just want to put my car in space, is what Elon did. So he I mean, put that, it up there. That is pretty cool, I guess. So my mm-hmm. my other question is, so the... Um, great marketing. Oh, yeah. Definitely great marketing. He, he's like a master so, marketer, right? He, he yeah, may not ever actually deliver on anything he ever does, really, but he can definitely market it. He said, so Tesla has spent zero dollars in... I saw this the other, just the other day. They spend zero dollars on marketing a year. So Tesla has this thing where they they just don't market, like they don't do commercials, they don't do anything like that. And but now they have like the best car commercial of our, all time. Their car floating out in space. Right. So yeah, that is pretty cool. Now here's my mm-hmm. here's another question I've got. All right. So he said that the Falcon Heavy or, or whatever it's called was it Falcon Heavy? Is it what it's called? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. He said the Falcon Heavy was going to be the heaviest payload, whatever rocket. But then he also said they've got another even heavier payload rocket that they're working on. So the Falcon Heavy's not the actually going to ever do anything. Well, no, the Falcon Heavy will probably do more than the BFR will do. But the BFR is going to be stuff to like it could. It's going to probably be able to deliver even larger things now in space okay so. now but here's another question is he planning because i know they can land these things they can pick they can shoot them off and land them is he thinking of being able to deliver stuff from like one side of the globe to the other like go up into space come back down i don't know if that's ever something been. weird like that like if he needed to ship ever... a tesla to china right now could he fire it off from florida and like on a rocket and then take it to to china I don't know if that's ever been proposed, but um, well, it sounds like God, it's time for me to get a job proposing things. The, the landing was the coolest part of the whole Falcon Heavy because you know the Falcon Heavy has two Falcon Nine rockets on the side of it, and then like a large rocket in the middle. The large rocket in the middle was lost; it crashed in the ocean. <laughs> it didn't land; it didn't stick the landing. But mm-hmm. they've landed a lot of Falcon Nines before, so that was pretty routine. It's just two of them at the same time. And not only did he do it, but they landed at exactly the same time. Like, I watched it live. It was amazing. And you can watch the video. It's so cool to watch those rockets just sit down on the, on the pads at the same time. And actually, I was watching it live when the when the big one crashed. It crashed, like, right next to the drone ship out in the ocean. So That's good. like... Yeah, they were showing like the, the the live feed, and you're just waiting on it to land, and all of a sudden you just see like this big splash <laughs> over, uh, and then they cut the feed, so it was like, uh, it, it crashed into the ocean. Oopsie. <laughs> yeah. All right, I got Nick. But, I got. I finally got found Nick Stevens' voicemail. Got it pulled up. Okay, let's hear his opinion on this game. All right, let's see what he has to say. So, but this is probably going to be like one of the most infamous sound bites you'll ever have from Nick Stevens. But uh, this is probably one of my favorite games of all time. Like probably top oh. ten. Wow. Top ten. Wow. <laughs> you top heard it 10. here first. Wow. Nick Stevens says this is probably one of his greatest favorite games of all time. Probably top ten. I like it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, to each right. his own. I mean, but you know, not arguing. There's a not lot of Sega games it. out there, Nick. Yeah. I mean, they they must be yeah. one through nine then, right? Nah. For him. I mean. Yeah. Maybe. Okay. So how are we going to rate this game? Oh Knowing boy. that this is in Nick Stevens' top ten. 
knowing this is a Nick Stevens top ten. Do you want to rate this as a teen heartthrob? Ooh, I like teen heartthrob. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's do teen heartthrob. Okay. Okay. Um, I got mine. All right, go ahead. All right, this is a guy, he's relatively unknown, just as, uh, you know, this game is relatively unknown. His name is Jonathan Jackson. Okay. Now, he was in some stuff. Like I think he's in like some soap operas and stuff. And he was in the teen magazine. Amber showed me he was in these teen magazines. But now he's also now on the TV show Nashville. Yeah. Okay. okay. So he's still working. He's still doing things. He He's okay on Nashville. He's not the best actor on the show. The show itself doesn't have a lot of good actors in it. But... You know, he's okay. He's right in the running. And he also right. was a heart, an unknown heartthrob. So I would say this game, pretty good. It's right in the running to be a pretty good NES game. And it was also relatively unknown. So that's how I'm going to go with it. Right, right. Uh, let's see. You're looking. At, you're just looking at all these pictures of the teen heartthrobs, and they've got you speechless. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I can't think of this guy's name. I've got a picture of him. Just Here, show me the picture. I'm maybe able to figure it out. Because Joshua know. Jackson. Joshua Jackson. Okay. Oh, Joshua that was uh, was he Dawson's Creek? No. I think he might have been on Dawson's Creek, but he was he was Charlie Conway, the captain of the friggin' Mighty Ducks. Oh yeah. Okay. And look at that heartthrob there, huh? Oh yeah. Look at that. Look at that. I like that and, pose he's but, doing. But you know, right? But you know, he doesn't get he doesn't get his due. Like, you know, he's unheard of, too, right? Yeah, well, unless you watched Mighty well, Ducks was, and, and Dawson's he was Creek. Famous for, he was famous for Mighty Ducks, but not not being a heartthrob. Like, JTT. I don't know, man. Well, yeah. he Okay, so he wasn't famous for being a heartthrob back in the day. But I'm pretty sure that when he was on Dawson's Creek or whatever it was he was on. Okay, I'm not was, counting Josh. He was I'm on there as a heartthrob. Okay. I'm not counting that. Ooh, what about what about Andrew Keegan? Remember this guy? Oh yeah. I remember. I'm pretty him. sure he was I'm pretty sure <laughs> I'm pretty sure he was uh Stephanie uh uh Stephanie Tanner's boyfriend on Full House. Really? Was he I'm the guy? Sure. Was he the guy? That was the high sticking guy? Was he the Mighty Ducks too? I don't know. Who was the guy that had the, so. the slap shot or whatever? You know what I'm talking about? Oh, uh, the the guy that was like a punk rocker. That uh, wasn't him though. Okay, all right. He's like a punk. He was like a punk rock. Well, Alexa Is just made another sound. <laughs> she's listening to her entire podcast, but she's only getting one side. I don't know what's happening. Ask her to play a train noise, please. I'm somewhat afraid. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hey, Alexa. Can you play a train noise? Sorry, I'm not sure. Oh, darn. No. <laughs> I haven't installed yet. Installed the app oh, to get yeah, a train okay. noise. All right, that's fine. Yeah. Here's my favorite picture. I don't know. I don't know if you've been able to see any of these, but. Uh, <laughs> JTT with a kitten. With a cat, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good. Okay, oh man. So, what do we got? What do we got now? We've done, we have rated this game. We've talked about all the good good things. 
We don't have feedback, right? Uh, I think we do. Did I not post about it? I looked I it up I, on Facebook and I couldn't find it. It's been a while since I posted about it. I've got some voicemails if you want to find it while I play a couple of voicemails. Yeah, go ahead. Because I was like looking at it and I saw Strider, but I didn't, which was, you know. Anyway, go ahead. All right. Well, I'm going to start actually first. I'm going to do an iTunes review, okay? Okay. This iTunes review comes from Skaltar. Uh, he says, I love tangents. Hello from there Northwest Alabama. Great podcast. Don't feel bad about that person bashing you for tangents. The tangents are the best part of the podcast to me. LOL, listening to this is like talking about the good old games with friends. I dig it. Of course, I said he. Maybe a she. I don't know. But judging by our general demographic of 95% male, I'm assuming it's he. But thank you, Skaltar. Skaltar. Yeah, Chris Vanderhoff could stick that in his pipe and smoke it. That's right. Hey, hey, Chris Vanderhoff, I got five stars for you, and you know where to put it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here it is. I found it. He's gonna okay. like. He's gonna anyway, like go the uh, Skulltar's gonna like this episode. Lots of tangents in this one. Yeah, yeah. All right. All right so you found the feedback. Yeah, you ready? Yeah. So Nathan, Nathan Sweeney said, "Love this game. I sold it years ago." And bought it back last year. Really? All awesome. right. Yeah. And he Doug, says, Doug may have I a run, picked it somebody, up. Doug may have somebody giving a run for his money. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he said, luckily I picked it up before it jumped in price too much. So hopefully he didn't pay too much for it. Douglas Delecky Jr. says, most people probably don't know this game. It sells for a lot, though. So the people who know it, love it. And Stephen Michael from Facebook said, uh, I used to have this game when I was a kid. My brother and I used to play it all the time, even though we were not good at it. We did beat it as adults one time, and it was awesome. This is a hidden meg for the NES. There you go. I like as it. As in, not, does not start with a G. Right. And Cecil Dredge says, I don't know too much about this title other than it's a fairly expensive cart nowadays. I'm interested to see what the dudes think about it. There you go. All right. Not a lot of comments on this. I don't know if it's because I posted it at a weird time or just because it's such a rare game. I think not a lot of people probably knew about it, but the game, I mean. Yeah. All right. Well, we we got a post from Ryan Ballard. Over oh, on uh, Google let Plus. Let me see. Google Plus? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, so poor guy Ryan Ballard, you, you know, he hasn't posted. We haven't had a comment from him in at least a couple of episodes, right? Mm-hmm. Well, now we know why. Here comes Ryan. He says, okay, oh, I'm boy. hoping I caught this one in time. I've been laid up with a broken ankle, and it's thrown off my routine. No. Yeah. Back to the point, though, I checked out this game on YouTube, and it looks great. I really appreciate the RPG elements, the bright colors, the ninja theme, and even the catchy soundtrack. I'm betting you guys will rate this one pretty high. I feel like we should have, you know. I I still kind of feel bad, because this game really should tickle every bone that I have. You know, I I I like RPGs. I like Mm -hmm. Kung Fu Heroes. I don't know. It may just hit me at a weird time in life where I was too busy to really dig in. You know what I mean? 
but I, I do feel yeah. like I should have loved it more than I did because it really there's a meaty game here with a lot of interesting elements but meat mm, I do love some meat <laughs> love me some meat mm-hmm. I try to eat meat as much as possible I know that's probably not good for me but I sure do actually it. probably is better for you than like a high carb diet yeah but I don't want to get started on that <laughs> yeah we can get started on that another episode we're running we're going to run yeah. long if we start talking about meat versus carbs yeah Although I am eating uh, Oreos because, well, they're they're the Team USA Oreos for the Olympics. So I'm just that's just patriotic. I have right. to do that, yeah, right? Yeah. So I do. I say I love meat, which is true. I do love meat, but unfortunately, I also really, really love sweets, and that hurts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So my diet basically consists of like a steak and then maybe seven or eight Oreos. <laughs> So it can't be good for you. Yeah, exactly. That's me too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I'll probably die an early, an early death. <laughs> <laughs> right. Anyways. So basically I eat a lot of fat and a lot of carbs. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of fat and a lot of carbs. I mean, that's like the keto diet, right? <laughs> right. It's close enough. <laughs> right, right. See, I feel like the keto diet, the worst possible thing you can do on a keto diet is also eat carbs. Right, so you eat a lot of fat and, <laughs> and you eat a lot of carbs because the point is to deprive use, use the carbs, fat right. as energy instead of the carbs, right? Mm-hmm. But instead, you have plenty of carbs for energy, <laughs> but then you also have all this fat that you can store for later. <laughs> so that's my I started, diet. The, I started the keto diet and I've gained thirty pounds. <laughs> it's all fat too. I don't get it. <laughs> all right. All right. Here's, here's some voicemails. Hey, dude. Uh, you're Dude Spook here. Listening to your episode, Iron Tank. And you're on the cereal tangent. And Michael said there were three kinds of people. People that drink the milk. People that don't drink the milk, but respect those who do. And people that think drinking the milk is gross. There is a fourth kind of person. My wife is one of these kinds of people. No milk at all. Zero milk. Cheese or cereal, dry. What? So not even, when you're eating the cereal number, normal, no milk at all. Period. Just totally dry, no milk at all. She's the only person that I've ever met or heard of that does, other than kids that are like, you know, two years old, and just start telling her how to eat. But full grown adult, no milk at all. So hmm. there you go. Four kinds of people with milk. That's great pod right there. <laughs> Keep up the great work, dude. Wow. Okay, so Josh's wife eats cereal dry with no cereal. No, I said cereal. Mm, I can't. What's up with the assistants? <laughs> I don't know. Man, everybody's want, they're all wanting to get involved in the podcast. <laughs> That's so weird. Okay, anyways, so Josh's wife eats cereal with no milk. I almost would not right. even call it cereal, but <laughs> that is pretty funny. So, so my three-year-old, I've got this got a funny little tangent here about cereal. So, you know, we do this Lucky Charms, Frosted Flakes, right? Mm-hmm. Which is the greatest, like, probably my favorite, new favorite cereal. Yeah, mine too. Anyway, um, 
But she's still at the point where she just likes Lucky Charms for the marshmallows. Even right? with the Frosted Flakes in it. Even with the Frosted Flakes. So you, <laughs> she, she gets Lucky she, Charms with marshmallows and you get Frosted Flakes. <laughs> yeah, she is like she is like a, a, a just a, a, a machine at picking out those marshmallows, <laughs> and she'll be she will get those marshmallows out of there in like no time and already be done. And then she's like, "I need more syrup." <laughs> and there's like a whole thing of frosted flakes here. <laughs> We're like, "Eat the frosted flakes." It's like, "No, I need more syrup." <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. So yeah, okay. So apparently, there's many different types of people that eat cereal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. I got I got a couple more voicemails, but first I would like to say I think I saw. Let's see, we're recording this Sunday evening. I don't know when this episode will actually release. Probably very soon since we're already late. Sorry for that, everybody. But I saw I think I saw on Facebook Josh Witt and his wife were celebrating an anniversary. And since he called in about his wife, I guess we should wish them happy twelve years. Yay! We'll date this podcast. Happy anniversary. <laughs> Just for Josh, though, because nobody else knows what date it is. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Congratulations. Yeah. Voicemail number two. Hey, dudes. What's up? It's Jay Z, NES, John Jarosik here. And I uh, saw that you guys were covering Little Ninja Brothers next week. And I think that is a great game. Uh, definitely a great co op game. The RPG elements and the overworld is pretty cool. And then you kind of go into these random battles where it's like, you know, overhead fighting you. I think it's just a really unique game on NES. I've always really wanted to get into it, but none of my friends ever seemed to want to play it with me because it takes forever or whatnot. But uh, I think it's really cool how you can do the whole co-op aspect, though. You know, any of these more games like that, for sure. And uh, there's some other good ones out there, but, you know, uh, I just I just wish that there were more games like that on the NES. And I know you guys probably wouldn't get to play it co-op, but, uh, you know, if you ever can, that's the, that's the way to do it. So, anyways, you know, I thought it was a great game, and uh, hopefully you guys enjoy it, too, so... Until next time, Jay Z out. Thanks, Jay Z. I really liked. Uh, I really liked uh, "H to the Izzo." That's a good song. Yeah, I know that was a good song. I really appreciate that he enjoys our show and calls in too. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm just kidding. John, thanks for the call. Good insight on the game. I wish we could play it co-op, but who oh boy, that's a time sink. Yeah. <laughs> we could have played it a little bit, I guess. I should have. I should have dragged Amber in to play it. She would have loved that. All right. Voicemail number three. Hey, dudes. It's Dude Goose Poop here. I just uh, wanted to tell you guys a quick story. So, when I was about, I don't know, maybe uh, 10 or 12 years old, for the first time in my life, I went fishing with my dad and my grandpa on my grandpa's boat. And I was afraid because I was, was, was a young boy and uh, I really didn't know what to expect. So we get on the boat, Lake Erie, get all the way out there. It takes about 20 minutes to go all the way out in the middle of nowhere to go fishing, trying to catch walleye and perch, right? So we're finally out there and, um, you know, I, I have to go to the bathroom. Young kid, I don't know what to do. I'm like, Dad, I gotta pee. Just looks at me, picks up a Folgers can and hands it to me. Mm. What do I do with this? He goes, That's where you go to the bathroom. And on that day, I learned 
that is what you call a pecan. Point of story. <laughs> that is a pecan. If you're having a pie, it's a pecan, not a pecan. A pecan is what you use to go to the bathroom on a boat, not a nut that you put into a pie. Other than that, I want to say keep up the good work, keep up the great pod, and uh, for me, pecan, yes, pecan pie, uh, my mother-in-law makes it, it's wonderful, it's great, she does a great job, but to me, it's just a little bit too sweet, I prefer uh, a really good pumpkin pie, so that's my vote, and uh, that's about it, so remember, the next time you're on a boat, and you need to take a leak, that's when you reach for the pecan, later. So... Two things. One, I guess I played that voicemail way late. My bad, Josh. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then two, Josh. Con, you please give us a break. <laughs> and next question, or next next comment. You're fishing. You're surrounded by water. What are you doing peeing in a can, bro? Yeah, really. <laughs> Just pee <laughs> in the water. Right. It may, like, it may even attract like, some fish. Exactly. So, you know, yeah. Josh, really, seriously, if you have to pee and you're in the middle of a lake, you con pee in the water. You con. You really con. <laughs> Listen to Arnold. <laughs> right. Arnold it's C-A-N. That's, that, that's my thing. It's C-A-N, right? How do you say, how do you say mm-hmm. C-A-N? You say can. 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 Anyways, sorry. We may just have to agree to disagree on that one, Josh. Okay, I think that's it. All right. So I'm glad um, at, at this point we've made it through the whole show. Uh, my computer only crashed once, and it did so at the very beginning. So we didn't lose anything. So we did not lose anything. So that's good. Now, the January Patreon episode, which is out. It's about Doki Doki Literature Club, a game I suggest everybody play. But if, you're, if you need some convincing, you can always go to patreon.com slash dudes. Donate a dollar or more if you feel like donating more and listen to that episode. Now, on that episode, my computer did crash halfway through in a weird uh, computer taking over the world type of a scenario. And so what I did was I just uh, jammed them two together and put some music in between them, almost like it just happened naturally throughout the Mm -hmm. flow. It sounds completely unnatural. It sounds terrible. For sure, the most part. Sure. But it's still a really right. good episode that should, people should listen to. It com- the, the break it comes abruptly and it comes out of nowhere, just like the computer crash did. But I've got both pieces and they both are okay. So it works. Awesome. Yeah. All right. So tell them where they can find us and such. So you can find us on Facebook, Twitter. Join Ryan Ballard over on Google+. You can also go to our website, twodudesinanest.com, nintendudes.com, or nesdudes.com. And you can always call us and leave us a voicemail at... 775-7-RETRO-1. I think that's right. <laughs> okay. I didn't know you were going to... I was waiting for the numbers. But I, I, that's okay. We're good. Yeah, you know, I'm sorry. I don't know. I, I've completely lost track of what our number actually is. What I recommend people do <laughs> is go to our website go to the, yeah. on a phone because I know you ain't got a landline that you you're not you ain't calling us from a landline. We all know that. 
That's right. Okay. That's right. You, maybe you're calling us from a payphone. If so, I'm sorry. To, I don't know what to tell you. But ideally, you're going to be calling us from a cell phone. And, and so when you do, you just go on the website. There'll be a little phone icon in the one of the corners, mm-hmm. one of the upper corners. Mm-hmm. Just tap it, and it'll say, do you want to call this number? That is our number. And then you just call it. Okay. Sweet. Yeah. So uh, let's see. So what else? You big thank you to the We Dude, aka the We Guy, mm-hmm. on right. YouTube. He has all these stereoized music. Um, and right. that's what we use in the show. He doesn't do it for our show, but he we've reached out to him. He said we could use it, so we use it on the show. He also has a Twitch channel, which if you're watching us on Twitch right now, I think we're on there. Uh, he's on there. He does <laughs> he does streams of games and things. His his name on there is the Wee Guy, underscore G G G, G as in guy. Yep. And so you can check him out on there too if you want to. And shout out to the Fox Dude for the super sweet logo. I love that logo. I know it's awesome. And Fox Dude, if you're still listening, if you're still listening and you're and you're feeling good. We still want to do the Goonies 2 episode with you, and we love more uh, yeah. logo stuff, too, because you do some awesome work. Um, and shout and out to we the got, we team. should probably do Silver Surfer, maybe? Yeah, sometime. we got, we do Silver <laughs> Surfer. That's the lost episode. Uh, hey, From like three years ago. Yeah. You know, we, we, we can pretend like we're Adam Carolla here for a minute. You know, maybe we just fly him out and do the show, fly him out from yeah. California, and do, you know, pretend like we make that kind right. of money. Right. No. Right. Patreon goal. Fly we guy out. Yeah. Patreon goal. <laughs> if we can get to, I don't know how much a ticket from California to, or maybe, I don't know if he's in California yeah. or Seattle or, but he's on the far, yeah. far west. I don't know what that ticket would cost. But if we get up to that right. in a month, we will fly him out. Yeah. <laughs> right. Which I'm sure that's what, $700, $800 maybe? Who knows? Probably. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's all. Oh, Retro right. Junkies. Everybody go listen to Retro Junkies. Lots of good shows on there. Let me just say, okay, what I'm going to do, we're, we're closing out. You're tired, I'm tired. You can see it in our eyes. But at the end, we always just say, go listen to Retro Junkies, blah, blah, blah. Instead, I'm going to say, listen to the Retro Junkies, and I'm going to give one show at the end of every episode. I'm going to try to make it oh, a different okay. show every episode. But I'm just going to say, listen to the Retro Junkies. You'll find shows... Like, blah, 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 you know. So this week, I'm going to recommend you go listen to Ferg's Atari 2600 podcast. He does it by himself. There's Mm -hmm. no banter between two people, but uh, it's really good. So it's very informative, and he's been doing it for a long time, and he's gotten really good at talking by himself. (laughs) So that's the one for this week. Next week, or two weeks from now, next episode, you'll get another. Sweet. Sweet. All right. All right. Until next time. Bye. Bye, everybody.